Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Chapter 5, Paragraph 24, Parakei Mishnah Chaf Dalit, here in Pirkei Avos, Ethics of the Fathers, with Art School's notes on the bottom. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're getting through Pirkei Avos, Ethics of the Fathers, and we're seeing the end. The end is near. We remind you to please, please get Pirkei Avos Treasury from Art School. is going to be the next one we use for Season 2, God willing, Emir Tzashem Bli Neder. Who haya Omer, he would say. Who would say? Yehuda ben Tema would say. Az Panim Legehenim. The brazen-faced one goes to Gehenim. Uboshes Panim Legan Eden. But the shame-faced one goes to the Garden of Eden. The notes at the bottom say the shame-faced one who feels a sense of shame when thinking about sin. Such a person will not sin habitually and will be rewarded with Gan Eden. Yehirat Salm of Fanach, Adonai Lohina Valahevo Sinish, Yubana Besamigdish, Mihira Viamenu, Besain Chalkena Besora Secha, may be the will before you, Hashem our God, and the God of our forefathers that rebuilt, shall the holy temple be speedily in our days and grant us our share in your Torah. May it be your will, the will, according to the Vilna Gon, this prayer belongs at the end of the chapter. There are technically five Mishnaic chapters in Pirkei Avos, and there's the sixth um, Baraisa type of chapter, which are similar to Mishnahs, but just weren't included exactly in the Mishnayas, in the tractates, but they're very important in their own right. And when we get to chapter six, you'll see they're much longer, but they're in the same spirit of how to gain wisdom and how to learn Torah properly, the qualities and whatnot, but that's coming soon. Just a few notes, and maybe, maybe we'll, we'll touch upon 25 also. The, sh- the brazen face ones goes to Gehenna. We talked about this before. Arrogance and haughtiness and, and thinking that you're better than everybody else, of course, is a terrible quality. And that type of person goes straight to Gehenna because there's no room for that person in this world. God says somebody who's arrogant, somebody who's haughty is as if they're doing idolatry. It's as if they're worshiping themselves. And someone who's worshiping themselves doesn't have any room for anyone else, especially not God, because they think that they're everything. They think they do everything by themselves. They say, With my strength and my will, I got it done. They don't realize everything comes from God. Everything is because of God, and everything is from God. God causes all and is the cause of all. So that kind of a person, someone who's brazen-facedness, somebody who's haughty or arrogant, that person is as if he's worshiping himself. That person will be very self-centered, will be egocentric, will have no room and no time for anyone else. You can't even think of anybody else when you're so self-absorbed. That's the kind of person you see, uh, Lahavdil walking around, the guy who has thousands of muscles and kisses his arms and, and flexes and whatnot because he's egocentric. He thinks about himself and he thinks, wow, look at me. I'm full of muscle. I'm full of strength. I'm full of might. But realize that after 120, there's no might, there's no physicality left, and all that turns to flab, slab and flab and schlub. So that kind of a person, you could feel like you're in the epitome of physical perfection, and you could feel like you're the zenith of amazingness, and you craft yourself to look in such a way, but realize you're just giving more food for the maggots, more flesh for the worms because that's not what this life is about this life is about spiritual perfection and honing your traits and being a good person with the best moral clarity possible as provided to us from the torah from the bible and spreading god's word 
God's message on how we're supposed to make the world a better place. The Torah and Tanakh and the Gemara Talmud shows us how to get there and what to do with it. And someone who's arrogant and, and brazen-faced will never see this and never think about it. He will only be self-absorbed, and after 120, all that's left will be nothing. He won't have any diamonds to take with him. He won't have any mitzvahs or good deeds to take with him. He won't have the good name, which is the best thing to have of all. What's he going to leave behind? Uh, uh, a few championship belts or a few competitions he won? Nobody's going to care about that in five years, ten years, twenty years. Nobody's going to care about it in a year from now. But a person who does good in this world, who leaves a lasting impression, a person who is able to build institutions and to build character and to change the world one person at a time, one child at a time, one dollar at a time, that will last for centuries. You look at these buildings that were donated by so-and-so, by Ira Goldschmidt or whatever, or Schmenkel Schmenkelson. We don't know who these people are, but they obviously made an impression. They made a lasting carving in history and for the future because at that time they decided this is a worthy endeavor this is a worthy investment this is what we think we're going to do and even though we don't know them their name is known because they got themselves out there they decided this is a worthy investment the best investments are putting your name and putting your money and putting your time and putting your effort to those who need it and those who could benefit from it there was a story of a couple who unfortunately never had children, but they were so nice and so caring for all the children in the town. They were like the adopted parents of the town. They took care of all the children. And Loa Lena, they both passed away, never having children. But do you know that everybody who was born in the coming weeks and months were named Moshe and Sprinza, for example, was their names. So all the boys were named Moshe and all the girls were named Sprinza because... They had a lasting effect. They had a lasting impact on everyone around them. And they had their own spiritual DNA and their own spiritual impact. And they had their own children, quote unquote, so so somehow, excuse me, by having that impression, by having everyone name their kids after them because they had such a power, such an ability to affect other people. Even if you're not married yet, even if you don't have children yet, or even if you're not even in the parsh yet, even if you're just a kid, you have what you can do, there is what you can do with yourself, with your own abilities, with your own talents. We say all the time on our show, you're the only one that's going to be you in the past, present, and future. There will never, ever, ever be anyone like you. So you have a unique mission, a unique purpose, a unique ability to make the world a better place. So you can't be arrogant. You can't be haughty because then you're just self-absorbed and then you're just worshiping yourself and you're missing the point. You're missing the boat on what you're here to do. And you're going to miss out on what you could have done. You're going to go up after 120 and God's going to say to you, you could have been the best Moshe possible, but you were just a Yankel Shmerel because you didn't use your talents properly. You didn't use your efforts properly. You could have made such an impact. Where's the book you were supposed to write? Where's the speeches you're supposed to say? Where's the show you're supposed to do? Where's the effect you're supposed to have on all these kids? Look at these hundreds of kids you could have helped had you just followed your path to become an OT or a PT or a teacher or an accountant or what have you. Look at all these clients you could have affected. Look at all these people you could have made an impact on. But if you were so self-absorbed, you were so selfish and so into yourself that all you cared about was yourself and all you cared about was going to the gym and partying at night, what a loss of time. What a loss and a wasted opportunity of the 120 years you're given. You're not going to get those back. Make the most you can. If you realize that you're supposed to be shamefaced, you realize you're supposed to be humble, and you realize that you're here for a purpose, and you're God's agent in the world to make a difference through the lens of the Torah, Tanakh, Talmud, and what have you, then you could go about and you can make a difference. You could wear the yarmulke of the kippah proudly. You could walk around as an ambassador of Hashem, of God. You could walk around as an agent of Hashem, God. You could walk around as a messenger, 
realizing you're doing whatever you can. And the more good you can do, the more good you will do, God willing, and the more good that you do do, that will bring us to the base of Migdash, God willing, speedily in our days. We hope and pray that the base of Migdash comes. We don't realize what we lost. We just went to Tishabav the other day. And Tishabav is a reminder to us in our faces what we lost. God used to have a spiritual hum, a spiritual hub, where he would rest his presence on this world. And the whole world was at peace to a great extent, not for all the years of the Batim Mikdashim, obviously. But the Kohen Gadol was working. Everybody brought sacrifices. Everybody came to Israel a few times a year. The majority, more than majority of people lived in Israel. We were a sovereign nation, a sovereign state within our homeland of Israel. Always have had Israel for 3,000 years, but we didn't always get to live there. But back then we did. And Baruch Hashem, thank God we have Israel again today. But we don't realize what we're missing. The base of Mingus is the epitome of what we're supposed to look forward to. Peace and harmony reigns. The world is at its spiritual zenith. And the world will be at a wonderful, great place. Everyone will recognize God. Everyone will realize that the Jews are God's chosen people to do good with the mission of making the world a better place. Not for any other reason. Not because we feel like we're better or anything. We feel like we're more obligated. God Homer, we have more to do. Not that we feel any loftiness or anything, we realize that we're just here to do good things. So if we remain shamefaced in this, we remain humble, we realize that we're here for everybody else to make the world a better place, then we could hopefully bring the base and make their speedily in our days. Join us next time as we talk about different ages of things that should happen in a kid's life and a person's life in paragraph 25 on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.